You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 201. Today, we're going to talk about specific strategies for creating rapid growth in your digital business. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 1.2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, James Wedmore here, and thank you so much for tuning in to another Monday edition of the Mind Your Business Podcast. How are you doing? It is episode 201, and here's the craziest thing. Like I had to start with this, because this is just so exciting. We aired episode 200, we aired it on Friday, and it's that day, Friday, that we also hit 2 million downloads. What? 2 million downloads on the 200th episode because of the 200th episode, 2 million downloads. How freaking cool is that? And that's all thanks to you guys, your constant sharing and supporting and feedback, even just like so many of you guys who are sharing on Instagram and your stories and recommending it to so many others. And I'm just so freaking grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So here's to 200 more episodes with more extraordinary guests, more amazing content, taking you deeper down the rabbit hole, getting you to think about things differently, stretch that mind of yours, and just offer more goodness so you can continue to create more success from the inside out. We're gonna get into a little bit of a different episode today. I was actually recently interviewed by some of my good friends, Jill and Josh Stanton, um, for their podcast. And, you know, sometimes like, I like to just be interviewed because there's some good questions that come up that I'm like, oh, that's let's address that. And so I listened to this and I, when I when we finished the interview, I was like, I liked that. <laughs> I really liked the conversation that got created there in that space. And, you know, Jill and I go way back, back in the day, which was a Tuesday. So there's just like a lot of rapport there. And so I was like, you know what? Favor, can I share this episode with my listeners? And she was like, heck yeah. So we're going to get into that interview and that episode in just a moment. And I hope you'll find value in it as well. But if you're not already, make sure that you are following my good, uh, dear friends, Jill and Josh Stanton over at the screw the nine to five. We'll link up their Facebook group for you in our show notes. They've got an amazing group, like half the internet's already in there. So you're probably like, yeah, I'm already in the, the group, but it's the screw the nine to five community. And of course the name of their podcast is screw the nine to five podcast. And they had me on, so maybe you've already heard this, but chances are you haven't, so I wanted to make sure I bring that to you in just a second. Now, before we do that, I just wanted to give you guys another update. As you guys most likely know, we just wrapped up our big launch uh, and enrollment period for Business by Design for 2018, and I just want to thank everybody who participated in that. We had 9,000 people, just shy of 9,000 people, go through our free Facebook group that we created like two weeks prior. My latest book, Hardwired for Entrepreneurship, has been downloaded now over 15,000 times. And we had over 25,000 people go through and watch our eight-part video series, The Rise of the Digital CEO. It was our you know biggest, most triumphant promotion from every which way we look at it, just like the breakthroughs, the sharing, the value that people got, the shifts that happen every step of the way from so many freaking people was it just incredible. And I'm just so incredibly proud of my team and uh, just all the work that they did. And it's really like, I've always just, you know, my simple axiom to myself is inspire others through my actions. And it's just a further testament to everything we're saying here. There wasn't a single mistake that we didn't have to put out any fires. If you thought I was like freaking out, running, oh my God, <laughs> crying and emotional and like reactionary. Uh, no, I wasn't. Like we were, like if you were watching my stories, like, we were, there was cookies and, and balloons and, and drinking like half the lunch. Everyone's just having a good time. And I'm such a big believer and fan of that, that I'm going to practice what I preach. Everything I'm sharing with you is exactly how I'm operating. Okay. And I'm going to always, always share that transparently. 
And, you know, it's not to say I don't have a bad day or, or anything like that. But when it definitely comes down to a launch, like I'm very intentional that I don't open that laptop. I don't step into that office until I'm 100% at my equilibrium in my alignment, because my people, you here listening deserve nothing less than that. I won't do There have been times that I won't do a podcast and we'll have to figure it out another day because I'm like, I'm right now in this moment can't do this episode. It's not fair to my people. Like I just, you know, tired or having a bad day or, you know, I'm human, you're human, we're all human. But at the moments when we need to show up for our people, your people don't need your stuff. They need a hundred percent of you. And we made sure to bring that during this launch. And I really hope you guys are really listening to what we're saying because it's, it's, I'm practicing what I'm preaching and that's really important to me. And it's because I want to show you more and more proof that there's a better way of doing business. And this is the way. So thank you to everybody who participated, the feedback, just like hanging out, like, oh my gosh, you guys are so amazing and we're so excited and we'll probably share more takeaways and, and stuff from that coming up on further episodes as always, you know, so definitely look forward to that. So without further ado, I want to hop into this episode, uh, this interview with Jill Stanton on some specific strategies for creating rapid growth in your digital business. So without further ado, let's play that for you right now. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Screw the 9 to 5 podcast. I'm your host, Jill Santon, and with me, I'm hanging with one of my fave people. I mean, like, he's he's like a 6 out of 10. <laughs> I'm, like a, I'm like a Canada 9, though. <laughs> totally. <laughs> with the conversion, you're totally a 9. <laughs> Canadian my, conversion. My dear friend and mentor, Mr. James Wedmore, I am so happy to have you on the podcast. Welcome, homie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Today, we're talking about rapid fire strategies for growth. I mean, who who doesn't want that? I I want that. Right? 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 (laughs) (laughs) So while we... I mean... There's so many ways we could go with this, but just take a quick sec and kind of break down, you know, how you help entrepreneurs and what you're all about. And then we'll dive into the good stuff. Gee, thanks. Um, yeah. Um, so I think, I think where I want to start with that is um, based on really how I started. And that was about 11 years ago. I made my first, uh, started my first business on the interwebs, um, creating an online bartending school of all things. And uh, really, that was my first foray out of working a real job because I was just unemployable at the time, right? And um, that worked. And I was like, that was, that was really awesome. I, people were buying it. People were buying a course on how to bartend um, all over the country. We had people like in Europe too buying it. And um, that was that was really life-changing. And w- one of the things that I was doing back then to to find customers or have customers find me and sell our products and stuff was video. And if you think back to like 2007, 2008, doing videos back then was a big deal. And so I started noticing that, that so many people um, were saying, how are you doing that? How are you making all these videos? This is so cool. Blah, 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 blah. And I had this film background. I'd been making videos since I was a little kid. And um, so I started teaching that and that really became my business. And I um, built a multiple seven figure year business teaching video, something that I was actually way more passionate in than bartending. And it's funny, it's just like there's an evolution. And I think entrepreneurs are like that. They they evolve. We grow. There's a lot of us that are like, all right, let me see what I can do. Great. I did that. On to the next thing. And so uh, today, what I really help entrepreneurs with is is how to grow their digital business around their, their content and expertise, whether it's a course or a membership or group coaching. Um, leverage content as them building a business around a personal brand. But what most people didn't really realize about me was how much I struggled with all this stuff behind the scenes, like underneath the surface. Like you've heard those stories of people like, don't compare your behind the scenes to someone's like on stage performance. And um, I was a mess behind the scenes, like mentally, emotionally. Um, and I know a lot of other people are. And I just personally believe like the personal brand um, type business model is one of the simplest businesses. I mean, I'll just tell you the secret right now. Build a following, build an audience and sell them what they want. Mm -hmm. Couldn't get any simpler than that, right? But despite its simplicity can be one of the most 
mentally, emotionally challenging, uh, trying, difficult, um, scary types of businesses that you run because it is so attached to your identity. There's so much at stake, or at least we perceive at stake in terms of um, criticism and uh, putting yourself out there and the perfectionism and the imposter syndrome and all this crap that comes up. And I, I dealt with all of it. And um, today I'm much more the ilk of um, you know keeping your business simple, uh, creating a business that that a whole really an approach a holistic approach to your to your life and your business. Um, that's a topic we can definitely go into. Is you know, you know, people sit here listening to this episode like, yeah, I want to grow, of course. But here's a question for you to just like plant that seed in your mind: at what cost? Mm-hmm. Most people are focused on more and more, and it's not enough. And a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck on on that. It's not enough and more and more and more. And we rarely, if ever, until it's too late, stop and take a look at, but what is this costing me? And what am I sacrificing to go after this? And so I definitely uh, take a more holistic approach to how your business and life integrate. If you're not happy, if you're not doing what you love, why the F are you doing it? Um, Preach. And, that, but I I firmly believe that um, the biggest impediment to your success, to that next level, to your growth, to that rapid growth, is uh, what's you know in between your ears. Um, I, so I like to say how you see business and how you see your business will determine what's possible for you. So I'll say that again: how you see business determines what is possible for you, and how you see business. This is the key part: is not how business actually is. How you see business is determined by your beliefs, opinions, fears, concerns, expectations, and worries, and that is a distortion of what business really is and what your life really is and what reality really is if you want to go down that rabbit hole. And so we're responding to, reacting to, making decisions from, uh, behaviors, actions, thoughts, choices, etc. Not from the way things are and how we would like them to be, um, but about the beliefs we have about the way things are. And that gets into a big piece there. So um, when we get... Some wed more woo. <laughs> some wed more woo. Yeah, uh, we do talk about all the anything from spirituality to mindset, because I believe at the end of the day, like the more we unlock you as the entrepreneur and step you into your highest potential, um, the more your business is going to grow. It's just a natural reflection of who you are. And, um, you know, and that's the most exciting thing is like, I do believe that entrepreneurship is like the, the ultimate personal development game that we get to play. Um, to, Is it ever to grow to really discover what am I capable of? And um, I do come from a place that anything is possible 100% of the time. Anything is possible. Any anything is possible. And the moment you tell yourself it's not, you're operating from or living out um, a story, like a belief. And well, we limit ourselves every day. So, yeah. I just have to speak to that because, I mean, Josh and I were a part of your inner circle mastermind back in 2017. And we were all about this like big, sexy $2 million goal. We're going for it. This is how we're going to do it. We've reverse engineered our numbers and it's all, it's a big numbers game and blah, blah, blah. And then (laughs) as we were into it, and this is something that Josh and I have been talking about throughout our free series that we've been doing our free FB live series over the last few weeks, as we started getting more and more into it, we just started coming up against these like heavy, heavy feels. And it kind of threw us through a a huge loop because we're like, but wait, we were gunning for this big, sexy goal. And now it just feels empty. It feels heavy. Like, what do we do now? And it's been a process of kind of unraveling that so we can figure out what it is we truly want. So we really can build 
as you call it, a business by design. Um, and so, I mean, well, I've been kind of talking about this during the free series is that we'll be making the big reveal as to what this big decision of ours has been. But truthfully, when you said like anything is possible, that's really what we had to check in with ourselves around. Like, do we want to keep going down a route and building a business that feels heavy and feels like a job when we don't have to, you know, we know of a better way. What if we just did a hard left turn, make a really uncomfortable decision that feels better to us? So like actually not that uncomfortable. It feels pretty freaking comfortable. <laughs> um, and go for it. Like, what do we have to lose? And I remember you and I chatting last year when things just kind of weren't going too well for us with a promo we were doing. And I just said to you like, ah, oh, it just feels so heavy and everything feels like it's going to hell. And you were like, stop taking this so seriously. Like, what do you have to lose? You have a business that affords you a great life. You're making a solid impact. Like chill the F out. Stop taking it so seriously. Enjoy it more. And I was like, Oh, you, you can enjoy, Enjoy it more, <laughs> right? Like, oh, light bulb moment. <laughs> and that's exactly what I mean by asking that question. What is you know at what cost is is it um, is it worth the cost of your happiness and your peace of mind and your sanity? Now, what I don't want to lead people down to assume is that it's one or the other. Mm. And that's the mistake too: is that people think it's one or the other. They think very linearly, like A or B. And it's about both. It's what does a world look like or a life look like where I have both. And so it is about saying, okay, you know, what are those things that are heavy that I'd like to remove? And what are the things that I want to do more of? Right. I mean, these are very simple things. Um, and it's not really what we're going to get into today with rapid growth, but, uh, if it comes up, we're going to, you know, talk about it, but, Oh, we'll get into it on our next episode. Spoiler alert. James is coming back on the podcast in a few weeks. But um, I, I think it's such an important conversation because I have a feeling that I'm not the only one who has ever felt like our business has felt like a job. Like yeah. something tells me other entrepreneurs have dealt with that feeling. And it's stressful. But we'll we'll talk about that down the line. So... Growth. <laughs> Assuming you are aligned and feeling light with what you're doing, let's talk about some key strategies we can do to really create some rapid fire growth. Because, and this is why I love um, all things business by design, is that you really give people, like, uh, you always say, I focus on the 5%. Mm hmm. And I love that, yeah. right? Like you strip away all the unnecessary busy work that a lot of us entrepreneurs tend to get caught up in. Yes. And you're just like, nah, just do this <laughs> and you will experience results. And the, the focusing on the 5% is this idea that, you know, it's kind of like the extreme of the Pareto principle where 5% of the activities in your business are directly responsible for 95% of the results. And if you look at that, it's really, it's really true that, the, you know, the, and I'll ask my students, like, and I firmly believe, like, if you've been in business for at least six months and you say, I don't know what those 5% are, you're, you're just lying to yourself. Mm -hmm. you're, you're completely lying to yourself. You know better. And that's another thing I like to say is come from a place of not only is anything possible for you 100% of the time. And that's not just some like rah-rah motivational pep talk. It's just true. Like we talk ourselves out of everything. But mm -hmm. um, the, the other piece is that everything we need, we already have within us. Is that if we actually ask the right questions, you know, Richard Bandler said the quality of our lives is determined by the quality of questions we ask. Tony Robbins mm -hmm. said the same or similar thing as well. So we start asking better questions. So what are the 5% of activities? Well, obviously, anything that's going to like be generating revenue, like having something that you sell in exchange, you know, like a product, a service of value exchange for, for money is going to be on that list. And then we can start to really begin to strip away that which is not in that 5%. You know, we can be creating social media posts all day and making prettier pictures and better logos and about me pages and all these different things. And I'm not saying they're not important. I just want to make sure that we know that they're not in the activities that are directly responsible for generating revenue 
within the business. And as you grow, and one of the the tenants that we do say, it's become pretty much a a really tough rule. And it's a tough pill for uh, some of my new students to swallow is that you can't do this alone. And why the heck would you want to? Right. So to be able to hire your first part time virtual assistant from somewhere like the Philippines, where it's really only just a few dollars an hour to give you back an hour or two of your day is a big piece of this rapid growth that we'll, we'll get into. But here's here's the thing that I'm going to dance around right now. and We'll go deeper in just a moment is that these five percent activities, if you're not where you are right now, uh, or if you're not where you'd like to be right now is what I meant to say. If you want that growth, but you're like, I'm moving at a snail pace. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to offer is that if you identified those 5% activities, they're all outside of your comfort zone. And you've seen those all little fancy quote images that we all double tap on Instagram where it's like life begins outside your comfort zone. It's like, well, money's made outside your comfort zone. Otherwise, you yeah. have all the money you wanted. It is. It's that's what it is. It's an uncomfortable thing. There's a fear of rejection. There's I don't want to be the sleazy, salesy, pushy saleswoman or sales dude. Like there's all that ish that comes up, and it's usually outside of what is comfortable for us. And it's like, look, I'm just gonna shove it right in your face. If you're an entrepreneur and you think you can grow this business and make more money without selling, you're kidding yourself. If you think you're going to find a way to not ask someone for money, whether it's through an affiliate product to someone else's or your own stuff, it's still giving them a call to action to say, invest, purchase, buy, whatever. You're, you're kidding yourself. You really are. And so quicker we can start to realize these things, um, quicker we can hopefully powerfully step out of our comfort zone, know that nothing's ever going to come and hurt us and harm us. No one's going to reach through your computer screen and punch you in the face. And you can focus more of your time and energy there. Um, and, no, and also once you you get, it, you get it through your head that like really not that many people are thinking about, oh my God, James made an offer. I don't even know if he sold that many. But like in our heads, we're assuming people are watching our every move and like piece by piece tearing it apart. Nah, homies. <laughs> like The only reason they, someone would do that is for their own benefit, right? Like they're doing it, they're doing it for themselves. So like we're the center of our world and we start to assume that other people think that we're the center of their world too. And it's like, yeah, people just don't care that much. Um, But we can get into that more in a second. Here's the first thing I want to do. If we want to talk about rapid growth, I think the first thing we need to do is we need to start defining that. What does that mean? What does growth actually look like? Um, it's like, you know, if you said, I want to get in better shape, I want to start working out, you'd probably set fitness goals so that you can see progress. I like to say that if you're not measuring progress, um, you're not going to keep the passion up without progress. The passion wanes. That's why a lot of people get burnt out. Um, and, and the progress is made through profit or at least revenue or sales. You know, someone Mm -hmm. saying, yes, I want to work with you. Here's my money, et cetera. And so we want to really the first thing I would say is to really get clear on what do you mean by growth? People are always talking about building a business, but you rarely hear somebody. And when I do hear this, I'm much more impressed. Um, talking about a done business, not like they are done. A done business? Yeah. Yeah. Not like they are done, but if you were, let's say you wanted to build your dream home and you and Josh were like, yeah, we're building our dream home. You'd be building it based on a, completed done blueprint and most Mm. people aren't doing that at all they're just doing things and staying busy and saying i'm building my business well what are you building i don't know i took this course it told me i got to do instagram so i'm building my business and they're just like staying busy and so i think the, the the more clear we can get on defining that measurable performance metrics like revenue sales units list growth, you know, lead generation, traffic, whatever those things are that are important and relevant to you and your business, we got to look at them. And I don't, you know, <laughs> if I hear those stories, uh, again, I, I can be kind of a jerk at times, but that's okay. You guys call me a jerk. Uh, you, I've actually never seen that. <laughs> well, the thing is, is, is uh, you don't have to like me in order for me to help you. So I, I, I've okay, I'm totally okay being a jerk. But if you're telling yourself the story, but I'm not good at math, I'm not good with numbers then you probably shouldn't be in business. Um, mm. be, but it is just a, a story, you know, probably when you were like 
eight or nine, your math teacher said, you suck at math. And you're like, okay, then I'll mm-hmm. make that a rule about me I for think. the rest of my life. Um, and there are only a few numbers. We could get into those if you'd like, but we need to know those numbers. We need to know, all right, what is the next milestone? What's the next game? What's the next goal that we're looking to hit? And I think that's really the first part. And so let's, let's use uh, Jill and, and Josh back a year ago or plus year and a half ago. They created a game, a goal of taking their business to 2 million a year. So they're like, okay, we want 2 million by the end of you know, this year. So that's a really like great example of defining that. Is it the only way? No, it's their way. And if you were listening along and you took the time to get clarity on that, here's the question I would ask you next if we were working in a more intimate environment, but you know, podcasts will have to do for today, <laughs> is you're clear that this is what you want. This number you wrote down, this metric, this measurable thing. The question I would then ask of you is what part of you doesn't want this? Mm, I think, um, so once we started going after it, almost every part of me didn't want it (laughs) because because what? I associated the fact that we wanted to make all this money with increased responsibility, increased um, busyness, time, presence. Um, a big presence was a big one. Like that's, I think, what caused me to spiral. <laughs> so I'm going to just interrupt into, you right there because we could go on, we could go deeper. Yeah. I could totally have you on the couch, and we could do a whole on. I'm coming over. Session. But I want you guys <laughs> to listen. What happened is that. I said at the beginning of this episode with Jill, how you see business determines what is possible for you. Damn. What Jill (laughs) said is we want $2 million. But what was really behind that when I asked what part of you doesn't is she saw that. um, And you even hear this keyword. She said, because right. She, 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 she linked in growing to 2 million. She linked it to, Increased responsibility, increased time, and more presence, like being present more. And so because of that, because of those parts that she didn't want, she felt heavy. So how you see business, I see business as if I make this much money, it's going to cost me responsibility, time, and presence. And it's That literally what was happening is Jill and Josh are in a car. I mean, literally, actually, it's metaphorically. They're in a car (laughs) and they're saying, we want to go 2 million miles per hour. But they didn't even realize they had the brake on. And they're saying, why can't we go? Well, because the break of I don't want increased responsibility, I don't want increased time, and I don't want increased presence was slamming the brake on. You get that, right? Thanks so much for listening to the Screw the 9 to 5 podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, be sure to subscribe to the show over at thescrewshow.com. And leave us a review and let us know what you think over at reviewthescrew.com. Now, back to the episode. So I don't know if you remember this. I think I said it at an IC retreat or maybe I said it on just like a call you and I were having. But I actually used the words to you. I said, I feel like we're trying to hit the gas, but we have, we keep pumping our own brakes. Yep. And I actually think that, the, that, that, <laughs> that that's because we were unaligned with what we were trying to build. And like I keep hinting at over these last few FB lives, Josh and I've been doing, we're going to start talking more and more about that. And our one on October 3rd, we really are making the big reveal as to what our new direction is. But truthfully, I really think that that had a huge part to play in it is we were trying to build something we felt really, really unaligned with. And it wasn't until we went through enough pain (laughs) that we were finally like, how can we make this suck less? And we just kept asking that over and over and over again. And ever since we made the decision to make the hard call, everything has just felt like it's taken off. So this is great because if the topic here is about how to have rapid growth, notice like we'll get into some specific tactical, strategic, tangible things and action items and steps, but notice how irrelevant those are because Josh and Jill are 
two of the most smartest and well-connected people I know. They were in a room full of extremely smart and capable people. But because of uh, this, what they're describing right now, it doesn't matter what steps or strategies anybody gave them, which they already have and know at their disposal. This is what was pumping the brakes for them, Mm -hmm. which was again, how I see business determines what's possible for me. So I want $2 million. I want a $2 million business, but it will cost me all these things, responsibility, Mm -hmm. more time, have to be more present. Therefore it's taking away from all these things I want in my life. So it was a huge conflict of their values and it was, um, too much pain and consequence associated with the gain, with the things that they wanted. So even at a subconscious level, they wouldn't do it despite how much they tried. So what's interesting though, is that's what most people do. They say, I want this thing, but and that's why I asked that question. And if you're not actually asking yourself that question, that's great. You can keep stumbling along and look for external forces outside of you and blame them for the reason why you're not growing when you know deep down it's something internal. But the question is, what part of you does not want this growth? What part of you does not want Mm. this result? And when we uncovered that with Jill, what we could start doing instead is just begin to look at what does a $2 million a year business look like without increased responsibility, Mm -hmm. without increased time, without more presence. And they have now come to that Mm -hmm. And again, I won't like steal anything that you want to reveal later. Thank you. (laughs) They're a different business model, same goals, but okay. So same outcomes, but since it's a different business model, it's now not going to cost them all those things that they were worried Mm -hmm. about losing. Yeah. And ever since that breakthrough happened, man, I can't even, I feel like a totally different person. I feel like I was just actually faking it for so long. Now that I can finally admit that, and I'll talk about it more and more over the coming weeks, but I feel liberated finally. I feel like I can finally show up and be myself, which sounds crazy because I'm kind of just always been that person who that people are like, Oh my God, she says whenever she thinks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I think you're just more fully of, you know, stepping into who you really are. Maybe. Yeah. And so now the zero Fness is just taken to <laughs> level 11 now, but yeah. truthfully it, it, I feel so much more free and I feel honest. Finally, you know, I've, that was a huge thing holding me back. And I think I said this to you on a call the other day. Uh, I felt almost ashamed. I felt shame for talking about something that was wildly unaligned with how I felt inside. Yeah. And I, I think we also added this and this is something I've been really wanting to come through in my message that I think people aren't just, just not getting. Um, cause everyone wants to look to somebody else and be like, what's the secret? What's yep. your secret to success? And, um, there is a secret to success and the secret is you like you're the magic bullet. Um, but you want to keep looking externally to everything else. It's going to change you. But one thing I don't think people get in, get about me when they look at me, I'm doing this for 11 years and it's growth every single year. Like we've never, we've never had a downswing. We've never had a, a plateau or a you know, flat or anything. Continually skyrocketing growth every year. And the thing I don't think I communicate enough is I effing love what I do. And you can tell. It's not work for Mm -hmm. me. And I wonder how many people out there are listening to this episode are following people like Jill and Josh or myself, and they're doing it because they think that this is the right way or the best way and blah, blah, blah. But it's not actually what you want to do. When Mm -hmm. I first realized that this world exists, there was like lightning bolts, right? Just like when you fall in love and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm meant to spend the rest of my life with this person that's how I felt about this business. I was like, I'm in love with this business and Mm -hmm. I still am. And just like a great marriage that gets deeper and strengthened over time. And even though I'm not doing the same things I was 11 years ago in terms of tasks and activities in the business, I'm, I'm still loving, I'm probably loving it way more actually, to be honest with you. I'm having way more fun today in my business. I love it. And if you don't, what the F are you doing? Yeah. What, what is more important? You have been sold on this BS idea that money is more important than your happiness. Mm-hmm. That will bite you in the ass when you hit rock bottom. 
Totally. I felt suffocated by it. Like I felt suffocated by the money because I was doing something I was unaligned with. We'll so talk more that, about that. But Well, it's just so funny that this is what comes up in a conversation about rapid growth. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm like, we haven't even started diving into the strategies for like 30 I'm minutes. Sure you want to grow. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Again, I'm coming from a place of anything is possible. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't want anyone to say here or interpret what I'm saying as, oh, so I shouldn't grow because it's going to cost me these things. No, it's, that's probably what you're already telling yourselves. And mm-hmm. what I'm saying is there is a world where you get the results you want and the happiness and the peace of mind that you want. You get the full package. There is a version of, the, of your future where that is a real possible outcome. Let me give you more examples. Like, okay, for, for Jill right now, I'm just going to come up with ones. Because look, we, we have this... Um, what do you call those little like sonar screens? Remember like hunt for red October and you were like, Oh yeah. Like the radar screens, the little radar on a submarine. It's like, boop, boop. yeah. <laughs> so we have this little three inch diameter screen that we look for in our life. Like this is all the possibility. And I'm asking you for a moment to make it as big as like a sewer manhole, like expand it. So if you're like, yeah, I want to grow too, James, but I don't want this increased time or responsibility or presence. I'd be like, okay, great. One of the things that we've done, we've hired coaches. Mm -hmm. We now have a team of five coaches in my business. That was something that used to scare the ish out of me. In fact, when you were in the inner circle, I shared, we, we do some fun activities, like asking people to scare what, what or share, what's like scaring the crap out of you for the next phase in your business. That was something that scared me. Now we have a team Mm -hmm. of five coaches. So now we can help more people without it taking more time for me. It's actually working Mm -hmm. less and less. Okay. So there's all these other things that you're not, we're not thinking about like more automation, um, not deciding not to offer, a Facebook group mm-hmm. or getting really clear on the rules or mm-hmm. saying this is the only time I'm going to be available. I mean, there's so many options that we're not even considering. And I really want people to consider that. What would that look like to have a $2 million a year business without all those things that I believe, because it's not a fact, it's a belief mm-hmm. going to cost me. That makes sense. Yes. A hundred percent. And truthfully, like that's my goal for next year. I have no clue how I'm going to do it, but I believe it's absolutely possible. And now in my head, I'm like that kind of year now knowing the direction we're going is full of ease, freedom, location, independence, again, zero time zone restrictions. Like here's my bet that I will put money on that Jill and Josh will get to that goal faster than any goal they've ever had in their entire business. I believe that there, cause there's no resistance. Yeah. So th- yes, I have again, tactical strategic things that is like, aren't new. You've heard them before, but they're so irrelevant without this, what we can mm-hmm. call alignment. I heard a great definition of resistance. So when you feel heaviness, that's resistance. Yes. Here's all resistance is. This is the actual definition of resistance in the context of how we feel about something. It's when a belief contradicts a desire. So anytime there's a but, um, or (laughs) that is the resistance. It's Mm -hmm. the counter belief, the belief that is counter to the desire. Excuse me. So I want 2 million, but Mm -hmm. that's your resistance. That's the counter belief. If you remove the belief or you, you know, you can still hold on to the belief. Okay. But you can, again, you can still say the way I'm building my business right now, it will take increased responsibility and blah, blah, blah. What would a different way look like? Mm -hmm. What is a way that would allow for those results without those costs and, and work from there? Um, otherwise you, you know, you let your, your behavior and your decisions and your actions, uh, be dictated by your circumstances, like how much time and money you have, you obviously, you get to keep those circumstances. So that makes sense. Yes. Yes. Let's go into how easy and simple this is when you are in that alignment. Rapid growth is as simple as, uh, I think one of the most logical ways is increasing the amount of people, increasing, Mm -hmm. increasing list, like audience growth, attention, traffic, 
yeah, more of that. So if right now you've got a product and you've got 10 people a month that buy it, you get 20 people in a month, you've doubled your revenue, right? Yep. And so what we want to look there is what is the least amount of systems uh, we need in place to increase the amount of people and how can we increase that without that taking more of our time, effort, or energy? Because then we're going to be in a whole resistance around that. Yeah. Well, I'd love, James, to double my number of customers, but I'm already spread so thin, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. It's like, great. We got to go back to there's the part of you that doesn't want more customers. And we got to fix that. Okay. Well, you got to automate something. You got to bring in somebody else to do it. But James, no one can do it as good as I can. Another belief. Lies. (laughs) They're all lies. They're all not facts. Okay. Now here's the thing. And this is, this is going to upset a few people. If some of the stuff I'm saying, because a belief does not show up for you as a belief, it shows up for you as fact. So here I am a complete stranger on the internet saying, and Jill as well going lies and belief. And you're like, no, it, no, this is true. It's like, no, it's not. It's just, mm-hmm. that's how you experience it. And we all know people, you can just, without us going into specifics, you can find at least one other business owner that has the same or similar business as you that has generated more revenue, that has totally. scaled further, that has attracted more customers. So if they're doing it, why aren't you? And it's because you think the story you're telling yourself about why you can't grow is a fact when it's not. It's an interpretation or a belief that you're choosing to hold on to. And now you know what it's costing you. It's costing you the difference between the money they've made and the money you're making. I just like, I swear I could just sit here and just let you ramble on and on because I, everything, Anytime you get on one of your tears, it's just like I want to have prayer hand emojis all over the screen because I'm just like, yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so obviously reaching more people is going gonna, is gonna to help you, okay? The next one is, um, is, is increasing price, okay? So if, if you have 10 people a month buying something for 100 bucks and we increase price to 200 bucks, there you go. You've just doubled uh, your revenue, right? If I did my math right, and I think I did. So there's another way that most of us are not looking at. And quite frankly, this is actually the, again, the simplest way, in my opinion, to experience rapid growth, but can be the most challenging because look at all the now beliefs and resistance that comes up with increasing your price. So then you bring this question back in, which part of you does not want to increase your price? And for some of you, it's probably a big fat piece. And you want to take a look at that. Oh, people will get upset. We had a, we had uh, members in our inner circle last year. If you, you, I know you'll remember they generated more revenue in the first quarter of 2017 than their entire previous year. Mm-hmm. They're in the inner circle for three months and they made more money in those first three months. Than they did the entire year previously. And it was, they did one thing differently. They raised their price. And I remember when they shared that and all of us were like, ah! there was so much resistance though. Yeah. So the big part of them that didn't want to raise their price had to do with things like our customers are going to hate us. They're going to attack us and, and they're going to judge us and they're going to not buy. And they're going to just like come to our houses with pitchforks and torches. And another one was no one charges that much in this space. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah. But notice that there's just another belief. It's no, no, it's a fact, James. No one charges this much. Hold on. There's a, Hopefully you can edit this out. There's massive sirens. Okay. So no one, James, that's a fact, right? No one else charges this much. I'm not saying that's a belief. The belief is, is what you make that mean about you and your business because no one else charges this much. Does that really mean that you can't? How do we know that they just don't have the same type of beliefs and doubts themselves? And we're letting all these other competitors with their doubts and fears and worries and concerns dictate how our business goes. That's bogus. That's nonsense. Uh, we've raised the prices on all of our products and, uh, it does so many amazing things. Um, other than just increasing revenue, it increases commitment from your customer and it attracts such a higher caliber person to work. Totally. With. And, um, I mean, there's a, there's a whole episode we could do, do just talking about increasing price, but notice that if chances are you are, uh, not at that premium price yet. Um, and that if you're not increasing that price, 
there's just a part of you that's resisting it because of a belief you have about what might happen, what you expect to happen when you do raise the price. And, and the only way to know for sure is to do it. Yeah. And what do you have to lose? Really? Yeah. Truthfully, yeah, really, when it all comes like, down to it. A lot it. of people, it's kind of like this ego pride thing. It's like, well, if it didn't work, I'd have to bring my prices back down. It's like, so again, people don't pay as much attention to everything you're as doing we think as you do. Yeah. I couldn't agree more because I myself, I hate admitting this. I myself have said that. <laughs> well, what happens if it doesn't sell at that price point? Surely people would get pissed if we re-lowered it. And Josh said to me like, no one's even going to know. If yeah. we did have to do that. Also, fun fact, spoiler alert, we never had to do that. So, because right. people just bought at the higher price. Like, right. well, here's, here's the thing. Let's say you have something at $100 and you raise the price to $200. Um, you, if, even if your conversions went down, you're still making more. <laughs> yeah. It would have to be cut more than half. So, if you're converting at 10%, you, before at a hundred bucks and now you're converting at 5%, you're making the same amount of money. And now you get to work with a higher caliber person who's at a higher commitment level. And to go, typically less people. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> Quality over quantity, right? So you'd have to go from 10% conversion down to uh, 4% to, to actually lose money. So that's the thing. It's like, it's the total revenue number. It would still be higher otherwise. Um, so, you know, th these are just things to look at and it goes back to the stories of like, well, I don't, I'm not good with numbers. You know, you got to know. <laughs> the, the third thing I like to look at, um, which are just so much opportunity here. And I think this is a, a hidden, um, like just mistake that I, I see a lot of people not even realizing. Um, and this is this number and metric around lifetime customer value. Mm -hmm. so we, we, entrepreneurs can be so, sh sh um, nearsighted, short-sighted. Mm -hmm. Like they're only looking at that launch. They're only looking at this last thing. Mm -hmm. that and if it wasn't some big million dollar explosion, like record breaking, blah, blah, blah thing that they're like, I'm a failure and I give up. It's and it's so like, for 11 years, I've been the tortoise for the next 11 years. I will be the tortoise and the tortoise with eagle eyes. Like I'm looking 10 years out always. And lifetime customer value is a part of that. It's about understanding what is the total monetary value of a customer over their entire lifetime experience with you. And to think only one offer deep is so limiting of what mm -hmm. is truly possible because once you provide value to somebody in a paid transaction, like you, they pay you money, you provide value and you solve a problem. They just want more of that. Mm -hmm. they, they, how, how do I work more with you? How do I do more of this? What's next? What else you got? And when you realize that, and you've heard all these studies before, or most people have, where it's like, it's up to 10 times more expensive and more effort to go and acquire new customers than it is to uh, reacquire past or existing customers. That couldn't be further from the truth, further from the truth. Uh, when we have our business by design events and, um, we have people in the room. I say, raise your hand if you've ever bought any of my YouTube or video marketing stuff from back in the day. It's like three fourths of the room. <laughs> and it's like they're lifers, they're loyal yeah. lifetime customers. And we're thinking about those things. So how can you begin to increase the lifetime customer value? This can come down to adding additional offers. Okay. So, um, there's, and there's several different ways you can do this. Okay. Even something as simple as adding, uh, reoccurring revenue, mm -hmm. like they're paying monthly for something is a way to increase lifetime customer value. Having uh, more support. Maybe there's like a course that you're selling, but then, Hey, if you'd like extra coaching or extra training or more handholding or this event or this workshop or whatever, here's these other offers uh, or opportunities to work with us. And the more we do that, like the more the revenue just skyrockets. And just think about it in your own life. Like surely there are brands that you continue to buy from. I have a ton of them where I'm just like, I would buy anything that person put out. Right. Yep. You know, exactly. there's so many instances of that. And when you don't think you can do it, kind of like what you're talking about, it's pure limiting beliefs. Yes. So three ways that we look at how we can grow. First is reach more people. We didn't even get into specifics of that. Um, spending more, I mean, we, we have a student right now who uh, created a funnel. Uh, I hope they'll listen to this. Um, but they created a funnel and the funnel's converting and doing really well. Uh, actually as it stands right now with organic traffic, it'll add up to about a $250,000 a year funnel. 
I love that. And I said, I can't wait. Um, you have a, you have a million dollar a year funnel on your hands right now. And she started to ask, how would that be possible? And the answer is so simple. It's Facebook ads. You know what, when you know what a lead is worth to you in your business, mm -hmm. uh, even on the initial purchase price, you know, you immediately know how much you're willing to spend to acquire new leads. And when you know those two numbers, it's like sky's the limit. It's like a broken slot machine in Vegas where every time you put in a dollar, you get three back, put in a dollar, get three back. I'd be putting dollars in until the cops came and dragged me away. Right? Yeah. So, um, how can we begin to reach more people? And most people are not considering different ways to be building an audience, like being on someone's podcast, Holla. you know, joint venture partnerships or starting your own podcast or your Facebook mm -hmm. group or SEO advertising or video or SEO or blogging, et cetera. Like there's so many ways and there are so many people being successful with each one of those ways. However, we get stuck and waste so much of our time and energy going, but what's the right way? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what the wrong way is not choosing or doing anything. Preach. <laughs> Absolutely. Is the wrong way. That's the only surefire way that I know for sure will not work. But I and that have built their business off of Pinterest. We know people that have built their business off of Instagram, off of Facebook groups, off of, off of YouTube. Hello, I'm because of YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like everything imaginable. It's like, why don't you just choose the thing that you freaking want to do that you're most excited? I will. Years ago with video, I was like, I just want to get paid to make videos. And now look at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happened. I got paid to make videos. So, you know, boom. So reaching more people, increasing your price. And this can also be increasing the price uh, or the, the uh, transaction value at the point of checkout. So like upsells and downsells mm -hmm. and stuff like that, offer bumps. And then increasing the value after that initial sale additional offers, reoccurring revenue, um, you know, adding a product suite or what we call the Ascension model, um, that lifetime customer value. Those are three ways that you can, you can create rapid growth in your life if, and only if you have released the breaks that you have on the stories you're telling yourself about why you can't or what will happen if you do grow. Mm -hmm. And then there's one thing else. Um, one, one other component I just want to add to this and it's to go full circle back to what we started with, with this 5%. What will also help you grow faster is when you spend more of your time in the growth activities. And mm -hmm. so what most people are not doing is they think they're being smart. And by the way, this is, this is what employees do. So you, I did a big video, got very controversial talking about how what you learned in school will keep you broke. And that's because you're trained in the public education system. I cannot speak for Canada, but at least in the US, you're trained how to be a really good employee. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that is that employees are rewarded for their work ethic and entrepreneurs are rewarded for their results. So is it not true that you can work extremely well, extremely hard and extremely long and have nothing to show for yep. it. Yes. How many people listening to this episode are already doing that? Mm -hmm. I, I can't tell you how many people come to me and when I ask them like why they want something or what, why their, their goals are over there and they, they'll say, James, I freaking deserve it. I've worked so hard for this. Mm. Irrelevant. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Your customers don't care. They do not care how hard you've worked. No, they're not. You don't, and you don't want sympathy money anyways. So entrepreneurs focus on results. That's how performance is measured is results. How well something performed is based on how many results you got. So they're results focused yet. How much of our time and, and energy is given away to those other activities, the Ugh. thing that will not produce results like, your cover image, your yeah. about me page, your logo, your business cards, how many emails you respond to in a day, this nonsense, which will keep you busy. Like if I wanted to be an awful person, I, I could give my worst enemy, which I would never do this, an action list of things that they could do in their business that could keep them busy for 12 months and they'd still never make a dollar. Cause there's so much to fricking do. There's so mm -hmm. much to do. And again, 95% of it ain't going to make you a fricking dime. This is why I love jamming with you because you have a unique knack for just putting things into perspective in like a really 
get to the point kind of way. Thank you. <laughs> so I, appreciate, I that. appreciate that in a, in a big, big way. And truthfully, I feel like I selfishly did this episode because I just love chatting about this kind of stuff with you because you had just have this uncanny ability to like get to the heart of it and like nix all the excuses. So when someone comes back and you're, and they're like, but I have to be inside my Facebook group because blah, blah, blah. And you're like, no, <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> if you want to be great, just don't complain. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so James has a, video series that truly is going to rock your world. It's coming up in a few weeks from now, but if you want to get, if you want to be one of the first ones to be notified when it drops, screw the nine to five.com forward slash CEO. It's called the rise of the digital CEO. And it really is about stepping into this power of doing less, making more of, of taking back your freedom of taking back your time of working on your business and not in your business. Is, is that kind of how you'd break it down? I, I, I think that's a great way of looking at it, but um, a big piece of it that I really want to, your listeners to get is out there. There is a version of you that has the business that you want. Like when you first, if you can just think back to the first time you like had that thought or that desire, that idea pop in your head, like I want a business. <laughs> I want to run my own business. I want to have my own business and all the reasons why you wanted to. And then of course you start running it and you're like, this is not at all what I thought it was got to pay. <laughs> what I want to offer is that there is a dream business out there for you. The business you want, that's producing the revenue you want, that's giving you back the time, that's giving you the opportunity to impact the people that you want to impact. At least 99% of my students, they're, they're more about impact than, than income, but both are awesome. That business is a possibility. But what it requires is the entrepreneur or what we call the digital CEO, the person you must be in order to run that business. And most people are always looking out for what's the missing piece that I don't have yet. Mm -hmm. What's the missing funnel, the missing piece of software. I mean, I see it. Everybody's chasing around thinking that if I don't get this software, if I use this one instead of that one, then maybe that'll fix everything. And we tend to never look at us. And you are a, as an entrepreneur, uh, a direct reflection for your business is a direct reflection of you and who you are being and how you are showing up. And I just believe that based on society and culture and our upbringing, the average person, their brain was not wired for entrepreneurship. Agreed. They wholeheartedly, we don't even realize it, but you were trained. Off, this is, some people are not going to like this conversation, but we are trained from a, an 150 year old teaching school system that mm -hmm. is completely outdated. That was developed the way it was to help factory workers become better factory workers. Yeah. Bells, bell system, raising your hands, asking for permission, staying in line, waiting your turn, being in different classes so you could get to the next class. And none of that, none of that has anything to do with being an entrepreneur. You were rewarded for hard work. And I know too many entrepreneurs that are working their ass off and it's being reinforced by messages that will hurt you. Like hustle until yeah. your eyeballs bleed if you want to be successful. Also, I've done that and it doesn't actually work out. Like our... I've done that way too many times. And I've said to Josh, I think we just maybe have to just work a bit harder than everyone and it'll eventually click. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> Turns out that was a lie. We're trying that strategy too. So I have a very, very, what we call hashtag backwards approach uh, and very counterintuitive way to how to think, act and be uh, the digital CEO. But that happens first. And people are waiting to be successful once they have the successful business. And you need to be that business owner now, if you even want to remotely consider having that business that you want. Mm. So just consider that if your business is kicking your butt right now, your business is a direct reflection of how you have been showing up in your business. Because like I said, at the beginning of this episode, what, uh, how you see business, 
your beliefs, your perspectives, your thoughts and ideas about business is determining what is possible for you. When we shift the way you think about business and the way you think about yourself, the way we think about selling, customers, marketing, your, your life, all of that, anything becomes possible. I love that. So thank you so, so much. I just appreciate it in such a big way. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.